What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson, and I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams and GP. Good morning. Okay, get ready. Come on. I got it. Ready? Here we go. We're already on, GP. Oh, my gosh. It's morning, and you... (laughs) You didn't even give me a chance to take a really good drink of my... I don't want, that's too embarrassing. Is it, is it the I'm malt drink Kool-Aid. that you like? I'm drinking, is, it, is it the malt drink, drink you like? I'm drinking Kool-Aid. I'm drinking Kool-Aid. You're drinking Kool-Aid? You are not drinking Kool-Aid. You are not drinking that poison. I, I'm not, I'm not even hearing that. I'm not hearing that. I'm really not hearing I'm what, what flavor. Actually, I, what flavor? I, fruit punch. Fruit punch. Um, I, I, I really want punch, sour cherry. Yeah, but I really wanted sour cherry, but the, uh, I was, a, you know, it's one of those sporadic buys you get. You're like, uh-huh. I'm. Just gonna buy that because it looks so good, oh, and that's yeah, terrible. it's uh, that's just terrible. Hey, it's it's actually it reminds it tastes like childhood. Yeah, it nostalgia. tastes like childhood. Yeah, I'll bet it does. Yeah, it's it it's, the, like it's the nostalgia, isn't it? Like Bruce just said, it's the nostalgia. It is. Yeah, I'm trying to get myself that pink upper lip mustache thing going on here, and <laughs> yeah, I'm right. hoping that it will be acquired by the time I finish. It. Here's the question. Here's the real question I want to know. Did, did you actually mix it yourself with the full cup of sugar in the little 30 cent packet, or do you have the little juice boxes? If you have a juice box, I really don't want to hear that. OK, I wouldn't even get a juice box. You wouldn't box. get a juice box. <laughs> <laughs> How's it coming back into style? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 Well, I'll tell you I, what. No, no. I, I actually college, got the pre-mix even worse. I, the pre-mix, it was even yeah, worse. Okay. I got so the one some, that stuff that's already done. Yeah. Some college kids, right? Some college kids, they, they probably would have the juice boxes. I, I would say they would have the juice yes, boxes. Yes, they would. So with uh, special actually, ingredients. Yeah. The special ingredients. Yeah. Well, you know what? Okay. I, I don't want to talk about the college kids right now. Should we talk about the uh, should we talk about Costco for vegans? Well, you know, my gosh, let's do Costco for vegans. Costco for vegans. Okay. let's let's how how entertaining will this be? Will be with the store be like 10 by 10? They say that it's never been easier to go to to go vegan in the U.S., right? With the rise of plant based meats, which is like this impossible stuff and these beyond burgers and beyond meat and beyond beef and all that Mm -hmm. stuff, which I've never had any of that stuff. Have you have you tried it? I have. Oh, Absolutely. Okay. What, Anytime what is a new it? product comes like? on the market, I, what's it like? Um, well, you throw up on a bun and then you eat it again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You eat a hamburger, relieve yourself on back onto the burger bun, and then you eat it. It's okay. So it's no, nutritional. It's, um, it's a texture. Te- it's no. It is actually worse for you. Okay. I'm if you know kidding. anything yeah, about the okay, yes, the go goo on. that goes into this stuff, it's um. I, I can't believe they try that. You know, at least you never hear it's better for you. I've never heard anyone say, oh, you've got to try this impossible stuff because it's better for you, because that would be a lie. And, you know, if it was, they would be toting it. Right. Texturally, think, though, yeah. it's disturbing. I eat soft tofus. I'm in a big I eat a lot of Asian foods across the globe. And uh, okay, this texture on these impossible burgers and this impossible meat stuff is um I guess it's an acquired texture. It's it's definitely not 
You bite into it, you definitely know you're not biting into a burger. Definitely. And you know I'm not a big burger person, but still, I uh, yeah, you can definitely tell the difference. I even tried the Impossible Tacos. Impossible Tacos? It's impossible that they take, it's impossible that you would consider them tacos. <laughs> I would wow. be slapped by everybody I know. <laughs> if I if I gave this to people I know, they would they would hurt me. I can't imagine, uh, to be honest with you, in California, I can't imagine if you go to say like, I mean, uh, like a taco stand or something like that, I can't, or a restaurant, I can't imagine that that would actually be endorsed by people that, that love Mexican food. I can't imagine that that would be away or, or is it because of the like all the well you gotta understand it's a vegan thing you gotta understand there's a that is that that alternative right um to you know eating uh a protein you know a uh, an animal-based protein so i mean that's a, is an option i mean it's scarily i will eat a jack-in-the-box taco which is not even beef it's tuna i don't know if any of you guys know that i haven't but been a jack to a in the jack-in-the-box I haven't been to a Jack in a Box in probably ten years. Well, if you ever look at the menu recently, you're just you would be uh, you would you would definitely know that they're definitely targeting to a certain smoking type of clientele. Because where else could you get okay. egg rolls, tacos, and mozzarella sticks? Oh my at goodness! At the same place. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Well, anyway, a vegan wholesaler yeah. called Vegco is slated mm-hmm. to expand its operations into the mainland U.S. later this summer. Veg News reported and reported, and it means big things for vegans and lovers of plant-based foods alike. The retailer is currently based in Hawaii, and right now only customers living there can purchase their food. But starting August 1st, the store will begin to service customers in the lower 48 states. I didn't realize I didn't realize that Hawaii was up above the 48 st- okay never mind veg news referred to as vegco as the costco for vegans because it operates on a similar model it's a wholesale retailer that sells vegan only items to restaurants and to customers at wholesale prices that means you can get groceries like beyond meat is beyond meat vegan it says it is it says that it is okay i don't i don't think so um so i'm looking at, friend, i'm looking at the I think impossible one of my vegan friends had a lot of issues with that not okay, being I'm vegan looking, because of some of its ingredients. Okay, I'm looking at the Impossible, like the Impossible meat that they use for the Impossible Burger, right? That says that, that that's made from plants. The Beyond Burger, right, which is Beyond Meat. Okay. They're saying that that has no soy, no gluten, and it's plant-based, whatever. Um, and, of course, Beyond Beef. And then, of course, they have, like, some sausages and, and things of that nature. So... Okay, I thought a majority of this was soy, or, or am I misunderstanding here? No, it's not soy at all. No, it's it's actually from a a pea a bean. Uh, I, I can't remember. Mm, yeah, it's peas it's or beans pea. or something proteins yeah. that are taken from them, and uh, that's used to make uh, the product beans. I think I, okay. I remember okay. something weird. Yeah. I was something something weird. I, I, don't know, I couldn't remember. All right. Well, anyway, uh, but yeah, up. if you're going to um, that, apparently this is a hit down in Hawaii. So if you're a vegan, then there's uh, there's a new option coming for you in the in the lower 48 in approximately, well, less than a month, about three weeks. OK, let's go over to should we go to chop? Should we, should we talk chop? I, I, I know that chop is over. You guys knew the chop ended, right? Yeah, chop is definitely over because, well, you know, you kill a few people. And sadly, yeah, well, I mean, it's, children. it's just children. It was terrible, wasn't it? Uh, it was awful. It was absolutely awful. And it was largely not reported by anything, you know, by no news media. You know, some alternative places picked it up, but wasn't really any talk about any of that stuff. But anyway, the uh, the chop zone responsible for get this right. It was it was classified by the mayor of Seattle. Uh, Durkin, right? Jenny Durkin, or excuse me. Yeah. The mayor of Seattle, Jenny Durkin. She said it was going to be the summer of love. You remember that? 
Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. So it was the summer Chuff. off. Lovish. Oh yeah, yeah. It was the summer, all right? They are responsible for a five hundred and twenty-five percent spike in Seattle crime. Just in that that few weeks, crime increased in the city by five hundred and twenty-five percent by those idiots taking over eight city blocks and the people that are in the, the, the city councils, the mayor's offices, the governor's offices, those people should be held responsible for all this, as far as I'm concerned, for allowing it to happen. And on top of that, they were enabling it. They were giving them supplies. They were providing facilities for them, all that stuff. But anyway, it was finally dismantled by the Seattle Police Department uh, just a few days ago. And it was the day after Okay, CHOP was dismantled the day after the protesters, as they're called, right? They marched on the mayor's house, which was a it was just a small residence, really. It's it's only five thousand square feet and only worth seven point six million dollars. So I mean it's just small residence, really. So the protesters went yeah, down to her place. That. Yeah, the, the, well the pro protesters went down to uh, to her place and she didn't like that too well. She she didn't care too much for that. So she shut that thing down the next morning. She called them dangerous and out of control. I thought they were lovers. I thought they were thought they were just peaceful protesters. You know, you can evolve. Come on, Johnny. You know, just because you say something the day before doesn't mean that you won't change your mind yes. the day after. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, I, just, I should just see the light, GP. But uh, anyway, it's now emerged that compared to the same period last year from June 2nd to June 30th, there was a 525% jump in crime in Seattle. The figure is even greater than the mm. 300% number repeatedly cited by Seattle Police Chief Carmen Best. Mm. That's all. Only five. That's all. Five times. That's okay. all. That just means that there was, you know, 10. The mayor. That means 10 assaults. That's 50. I mean, come on. The mayor. Yeah, the mayor. Two weeks, three weeks. Yeah. Yes. The mayor, Jenny Durkin, she told Trump after she said the summer of love and Trump said, you know, get a handle on your uh, on your city. It's out of control. She tweeted back by saying Seattle's fine. Don't be so afraid of democracy. Well, apparently she is. She's terrified of it. The day after they and demonstrated absolutely. democracy. Yeah, the day after they demonstrated democracy on her front lawn, she shut him down. The order states that there were 22 additional incidents and person-related crime in the area to include two additional homicides, six adi- that we know of. Bruce, you and I covered at least two or three of those. Uh, six additional robberies, which there's plenty more than that, I assure you. What about the extorting of businesses and residents that were in there? What about those? 16 additional aggravated assaults, including two additional non-fatal shootings, which those people were fortunate in and of themselves. So a co- just so we're clear, right, a commune that was built in the name of opposing violence and brutality led to a massive increase of violence and brutality. Just, just so we're clear, right? I, ju- I just like to point that out. So, yeah. Well, it's, it's what it is, right? <laughs> That's what it is. Right. So right. it's, yeah. Uh, so it's, it's done and over with. But anyway, what do you got, Bruce? Anything? Yeah, actually, uh, it's going to be completely different to this, but uh, apparently Justice Roberts was admitted to the hospital a couple of weeks ago. Really? Je- well, hold on yeah. a second. Did, didn't they just make a ruling or are they just now releasing that? Um, it says the uh, chief justice was taken by hospi- uh, by ambulance to a hospital after the June 21st incident at the uh, Chevy Chase Club. Uh, so basically, I believe he fell and hit his head. I think it was caused by a seizure, is what they're saying. Uh, said they believe he was dehydrated. Okay, interesting. Uh, I'm kind of skimming through it still. Um, 
was treated. Uh, he was admitted to the hospital, treated for an injury to his forehead. Uh, walking, let's see, he was walking for exercise near his home. Uh, the injury uh, required sutures, and out of the abundance of caution, he stayed overnight at the hospital. Oh, it says his doctors ruled out a seizure, but he has had seizures in the past uh, twice. So okay, hmm. interesting. Funny they don't talk about it until now. Yeah, and this article was uh, from last night is when it was published. So, so uh, GP, I was on the phone with you about a week ago, and I had said something to you about what was actually possibly transpiring down the road when it came when it comes to like the protesters and and things like that. And you were talking about law enforcement becoming overwhelmed. And, you know, one of the law enforcement agencies across the United States that are not being targeted by the media, you notice that it's the sheriff's offices. They're not being called out by anyone. Do you know why that is? Because they're elected officials. So no one's going to turn around and criticize an elected official because they're elected of, for, and by the people. So why Mm -hmm. would you go after a sheriff's office when a sheriff's office in the county is not a bureaucracy? It's run by the way the sheriff wants to run it. And and if people don't like the way that it's run, then they'll elect a new sheriff and the sheriff then will do that. They have to campaign. They have to you know, do everything. So it's an elected office. So they have largely been unaffected by this vilification of the police. So they're obviously they're they're funded by the county. So it's a different uh, it's a different thing. You can't just go around and and remove the, um, you know, the city police department uh, and then do the same thing with the county because you have to go through the county. And then, of course, there's more people involved. It's a larger fight. But there is a sheriff that is, and I told you on the phone, I said, the, the, the key to everything over there is going to be county sheriffs. That's exactly what I said. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And there, there is a sheriff, right? There's a Florida sheriff who's come out and he has warned BLM protesters, right? This is, this is what he's threatened to do. So I, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to play the clip of, of him making the address to people. I mean, it's, it's online. It's up there on YouTube. Anybody can go and take a listen to this. But this is, uh, this is the Clay County, Florida sheriff standing with all of his deputies, uh, Sheriff Daryl Daniels. And he's speaking to, uh, he's speaking to BLM protesters and Antifa protesters that are out there smashing up communities and burning down businesses and the ones that are out there tearing down our monuments. Uh, this is his message to them. All right. Take a listen to this. Is it a threat? Absolutely not. But somebody has to step up in front of the camera and say enough is enough. Tearing up Clay County, that's not going to be acceptable. And if we can't handle you, you know what I'll do? I'll exercise the power and authority as a sheriff and I'll make special deputies of every lawful gun owner in this county. And I'll deputize them for this one purpose, to stand in the gap between lawlessness and civility. That's what we're sworn to do, and that's what we're going to do. You've been warned. Now, I don't disagree with with that good sheriff, and that's essentially pretty much what I told you a few weeks ago, wasn't it, GP? I said, that's what's going to happen. I said, it's going to be a point where the sheriffs, the county sheriffs, are going to have to deputize the legal, law-abiding gun owners in America, and that's going to be the legal way to deal with this. Because, uh, I'm sorry... You know, you, you start going around and and you start tearing up people's property. That, see, here's the problem. You, you're talking about these these protesters that are in these cities. They haven't met any actual resistance yet. You're in the cities. The cities have been disarmed. You have people mm. in there that are that are essentially fending for themselves with whatever they can. So they haven't actually met any real resistance yet. You get out in rural America. You get out in in the county areas. You get out in the 
I don't even really want to say the suburbs, right? The suburbs are still part of the cities in, in a lot of respects. So they carry a lot of the same, shall we say, ideological standpoints when it comes to the Second Amendment. So you get out into rural America where you've got some real resistance and you've got a populace out there that's largely armed to the teeth. They don't take kindly to having their towns messed with. So I, I think if you've got, of course, you've got good county sheriffs like this here, which I, as I said uh, to you last or a couple weeks ago on the phone, GP, I said, this is going to be it. This is how it's going to work. You're going to have uh, the sheriffs come out. They're going to deputize the law abiding gun owners. And that's how it'll be. You've got 2000 gun owners in uh, legal law abiding gun owners, responsible people that are in the county. Uh, just saying, you know, just in any county, you've probably got more than that, to be fair. And all of them get deputized. You're going to go against 2000 sworn law enforcement officers. Is that what you're going to do? I don't think that's going to work too well. They're going to be the stopgap between lawlessness, as he said. And that's precisely how it should be. What What are your guys' thoughts on that? Bruce, you live out in rural America. You and I come from rural America. What do you think about that? It's about time. Uh, I'm, I've been hoping an official will, um, an elected official will stand up and say those things and make a stance. It's about time. Yeah. I, I don't know what else to say to it. That's going to be the key to all this. GP, what do you think? What are your thoughts on the, uh, on what the county sheriff had to say there? As long as everyone is a functioning human being. What's a functioning human being these days, GP? Remember power, <laughs> I know, right? But no, no, but you see, if you... If you deputize some people, remember, power could go to people's heads. And even the kindest and caring people, when given too much power or power they don't understand, it's, it's a corruption factor. Well, you still have to be. You, no, you, I think you're misunderstanding. If you if you are a de- if you're deputized by, by the county sheriff, you still mm-hmm. have to be trained. You, you still have to go through their mm-hmm. training. So, okay. I mean, it, you can deputize them for emergency purposes. They have the sheriffs have the right to do that. But. They still have to go through essentially in an emergency situation. They're given a crash course, essentially, is how it goes. OK, so and they do have to serve time as well. And I don't mean prison. <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about. Oh, come they have, on. Yeah, yeah. That's they have to, time. Dating no, there if you're great. If you're deputized, if you if you get deputized and even if you go as far as to get on board with one of these um, uh, these sheriff's department auxiliary units, if you're deputized, then you have to work. I think it's like four hours a month or something. Like you have to still work shifts. Uh, it's like one four hour shift or an eight hour shift or, or something. Or you work a, a homecoming event at a park or, or something like that. I don't know. But it, it's something where you have to actually be out there. So I don't necessarily think that it's, you know, it's going to go to everybody's head. I've seen some people become deputized. It's kind of funny you mentioned that. I've seen some people become deputized before. And all of a sudden they're walking around with their badge and a gun. Like their yeah. Barney Fife, like the next day out in public, right? It's like, why are you doing that? You know, what? Why, why are you walking around open carry with your badge hanging off your belt, right? You, you know, you work two hours a month, Greg. Come on, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And that's so, what I worry about is people doing that. Yeah, but but still, it, we're talking about law and order. We're talking about law and order. That's mm-hmm. all. Keeping the peace. That's all we're talking about here. Because yeah. even even the most out of control, going to their head, ego blowing up person being deputized is still better than dealing with a thug that wants to smash your business and burn your house to the ground. Wouldn't you agree? True. I, no, I agree. All right, we are going to have to jump out of here. So thank you guys for sitting down this morning. Thank you to all the listeners for all these topics and more. Please check us out later on this afternoon, and I hope everyone has a great morning.